0: Real fast. I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays. And I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture, Todd, Why Should They Listen?, Well, I mean, a lot of
1: people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability, she doesn't have (laughs) it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped, okay? I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show. It's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical... Allison, but no, she's there. So, you know, I try to counteract that with some of my <laughs> good vibes.
0: Uh, uh, um, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me.
1: It comes out every Saturday, wherever you get
0: podcasts. Bye. Allison, Rosin, Allison, Rosin is your new best friend. Allison,
1: Allison, we've heard the good times never end. Allison, Rosin, do you think the baby brings dance again? Allison, Rosin, Allison's your new best friend
0: everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I am delighted to bring my guests in in a moment. These are two people, both of whom I've had on my show before, but never together. Uh, and I cannot wait. But first, I must catch up with my producer, the bad boy of podcasting himself, Tony Thaxton. Now, if you've been listening to my show, you know that he's been gone for the last... I don't know how long. It. I think it was two months, but it felt like longer. And I was... F- Forced To badmouth him on every single show and now he's back despite all the horrendous things I've said Tony welcome back.
1: I'm back baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I you. missed you. <laughs>
1: I missed doing the show. Um, I, I missed doing the it show. Didn't I, I seem like that. I said, it didn't Didn't seem like
0: I missed that. Missed doing your the
1: show. Tweets. I didn't say I missed you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, do I need to bring up the fact that there was a tweet that was like, "It's been a real boy. I really needed this tour. It's been a real garbage couple of years."
1: <laughs> well. I needed a change of pace. <laughs> I've been doing this, these goddamn Zoom shows Damn. for a couple of years now. I know. I needed some inner human interaction and I needed people to tell me I'm great.
0: I appreciate what you do for the show. Is that not good enough? <laughs> anyway. This is the first
1: time hearing of it.
0: <laughs> I know. And, you know, since you've been gone, and I'm not talking about the song, mm-hmm. I did I'm have COVID. These are unrelated. Yeah. And since I've had COVID, it's now – excuse me. There is something on my lip. People who are watching the video, if you'd like to see me pull a hair off my lip, Allison – You really know how to draw YouTube, it.: <laughs> YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Later I'll talk about termites possibly. I haven't in a couple of years, but sometimes <laughs> I like to talk about termites. YouTube.com YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. What was I talking about, Tony? It's been
1: that kind of so You day. had COVID.
0: Oh, yeah. COVID. And now that I have recovered, though, it's left me more nervous about going out because I don't want to get it again. Uh, and yeah, so I was hoping it
1: was going to do the opposite.
0: I know too. you were. I know. And so now I'm like even more loath to resume in person, even though I'm sure that I'll get there because my- have, like the last podcast hanging on to Zoom. I know. And I, I hate it so much, too. But listen- <laughs> Elliot's going to start kindergarten and then we'll be you know, he'll be around people all the time and then we'll be like forced to be around people and stuff and then we can go back to in person. And you had famously offered to pay me $40,000 for each episode we did in person. That's right. It does that still hold.
1: That still holds. Okay, and good. I'd also just like to add I was around 1000s of people every night for two months and I did not get COVID. Just you saying. chalk
0: that up to luck. What do I mean? What what no, do you mean? I'm, make just, of I'm that? just
1: very good at not getting COVID. <laughs>
0: dodging it.
1: <laughs> Skills. Yeah. yeah, I
0: know. I mean, we left our house for four four point five seconds, and uh, it found my three year old, and then it found the rest of us. Anyway, enough of that. I'm glad you're back. I hope you've thought glad about you what you've done. <laughs> very very excited about these guests. Uh, Me too. one of them creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, he is the host and creator of Somebody Feed Phil, which is now in its fifth season on Netflix. Also joining him, a very esteemed music journalist, Rolling Stone, many others. There is not an awards show that does not have him at the helm. It's David Wilde, longtime friends. Together, they have come Wait, did, yes, I'm making sure I've said everyone's name. You guys, I am on my fourth... I don't think
1: you did say everybody's name. I
0: didn't, did I?
1: No, I don't what think
0: What am so. I doing? Are they just? Are they just handing people podcasts? Have I ever done this? <laughs>
1: <sighs> You're thrown by me being back. It's making you nervous. It
0: is? Oh, Tony, oh, I'm nervous around you. Okay. These are... Please welcome to the show... <laughs> Phil Rosenthal and David Wilde. <laughs> Woohoo! Together. Together they have a podcast called Naked Lunch. Please put your hands together again for <laughs> Phil Rosenthal and David Wilde. <laughs> David Wilde does award shows. Okay, hello you guys. Welcome.
2: Hi. Thanks for that lovely <laughs> intro and and the crowd um <laughs> a little perkleth.
0: The the intro went off without a hitch, right? It was smooth. Yep. yep. It was uh you've never heard something that was it was as if I read from your bio that you sent over.
3: It's almost too much.
0: <laughs> and and David is dumbstruck.
3: I I'm trying to figure out if Verklemt is uh German or if it is Yiddish and I don't know. Well, you know in and Yiddish
2: I... that it has some German in it.
3: Okay. Well, right. a lot of thank feminine. you to my Jewish friend for the uh, explanation. I, I've, I've never known. I've never felt waspier than doing a podcast with Phil. <laughs> 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 I'm sort People of, say that. I like to think of myself, I'm sort of, I feel like John Wayne. I've, I've had Hasidic rabbis say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel like Naked Lunch has been in the work, or rather a podcast between the two of you has been in the works for a while, right?
3: David. It was in development Hill, uh, <laughs> which is means and, just
2: in, the, in our houses.
3: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, the, the truth is we've been having lunch for, I think we, it was interesting. We did an episode with our wives and it, it pieced together. Like we're like, I think a lot of guys, we don't talk about like our lives that much. We just, bullshit around and laugh a lot uh, as a rule. Uh, We get to Springsteen. It's always like, how many minutes to Springsteen? Um, uh, This was not a long minutes to Springsteen break. Uh, But the truth is, like, we realized uh, we met when I wrote a review of every new fall show and said they all sucked and then ended with, in Rolling Stone, ended with Everybody Loves Raymond being the greatest show in history. And it turns out Phil liked that review and invited me to lunch. And literally, I've been getting, uh, so far, 98% free lunches <laughs> since then.
0: what, all what you ab- have to do is say something nice, Alice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: Wait, what, what accounts for the 2%? I, I think, think that, he's I'm,
3: exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. I, I think up bef- a couple checks. A couple checks. I'm not even cheap, but I'm just, for the podcast, I'm trying to get the persona of the cheap You're one. like the Jack Benny <laughs> yes, the podcast. I'm the waspy, the waspy yes. cheap one. I'm going against <laughs> type.
0: I see. So, well, that was going to be my question. How did you guys meet? So it's because uh, you wrote something nice about Phil, and then he reached I out called. to you.
2: Yeah, I called to thank him and said, let's have lunch, and then... We've been having lunch for 25 years and uh, we always bring friends and he'll bring, you know, somebody great from the world of music sometimes. And I'll bring you like a sitcom actor or somebody. And at the end of every lunch, I I always said we should be taping this. And so now we are.
3: <laughs> and yeah. and like it, and one of those friends, like an example is uh, Brad Paisley, who I've been working with for, you know, as a musician and a host and things for, you know, many years. And now – basically phil has stolen him away from me their best friend so he wrote us a theme song so we actually you know it's like uh this friendship stuff works out when you exploit your people and make them come on your podcast and write you theme songs. yeah (laughs) allison you're not the only one with a fantastic theme song
0: thank you very much i really i know we've talked about theme songs before i love the theme song to your podcast just like i love the theme song to your show phil Thanks. Oh, yeah.
3: Somebody feed Phil. You that know song
2: it's, is great, Phil? That's Lake Street Dive. You can't. You're right. You can never underestimate the power of that. I. I think you know. I think most people didn't even really like Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. They, I can't let that stand. They were there for them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't uh, come to my house, uh, Marta Kaufman.
0: <laughs> David Wilde, you wrote a book about Friends.
3: No, I wrote two books. Oh, my God. Two bestsellers. Give us – It's like – Go ahead. Uh, yes, it'll give will give you – I'm sorry. Give you give any, us, anything you want. You're my new best friend.
0: Give us some some exclusive gossip or dirt on anyone involved with friends, please.
2: I don't have to sit here and tolerate this. <laughs> yes, exactly. For, I had to, very By the way, before you do, and I'm sure we all want to hear it. <laughs> I would come home from work, and my daughter would be on the couch watching Friends, and I would go, again? Like, I know she saw this episode 10 times already. And I would say, again with the show, she goes, Friends is the best sitcom ever. And I said, isn't that nice? Why don't you go watch it at Marta Kaufman's
3: house? Okay. (laughs) And let her pay for college.
0: Okay, fine. fine. I mean, I could ask for some dirt on Everybody Loves Raymond, but you're sitting right here. So I feel like it's not, you know. Oh, I have it. OK, let's hear it.
3: <laughs> no, David first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say here's the dirt. I will only tell dirt on myself. <laughs> I may, I'm fine. I may be responsible. We want Jennifer Aniston may- dirt. Yeah,
0: come on. <laughs> You don't have a, uh, a you don't She you don't wore a, a wig. You don't have wigs. Tell it. Is that true? Oh right. No, she did because she had long hair for rock star or something, right?
3: Uh I actually I, made that know. up. Uh, Allison, yeah, what have you, you, know, you done? Making that up. <laughs> You've blown everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh I will say I might be responsible for a very bad spin-off of friends because I uh I, I was hanging. You mean out every Matt show Obama. that followed? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the uh, only thing wait. wrong with Friends, by the way. Friends, great show, but but the 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 problem with it was that the network executives said, "Oh, pretty people, they were all funny. They're not.
1: <laughs> they're not."
2: And they started casting everything with Friends knockoffs, and that's what you get.
3: And those were the exact shows I made fun of in Rolling Stone when I ended up praising Phil because I said, thank God, finally a show where only the showrunner is hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Just last night, I was thinking about when I worked at Time Out New York and they all of a sudden brought in this writer who was, no, she wasn't even a writer. She was like, This woman who fashioned herself a like real life Candace Bushnell type, but she was not a true writer. She was just a personality and they gave her a lot. She just had
3: sex. She just had sex in the city.
0: (laughs) No, she just had photos of herself lying on a bed with a laptop and she was famous for being famous and she was written up in Gawker all the time and they gave her money to have a column in Time Out New York. Uh, and I'm actually being way too transparent for people who will know. But anyway, it was like there was this moment in magazines where all of a sudden they were throwing money at people who were not real writers, and it really rubbed all of us who actually worked in magazines the wrong way. David, I imagine you experienced the same thing, right? Do you remember that moment? And I remember actually, and John Mayer, who's like very – a, a, you know, funny, witty guy. But you, he was given yes. a column at one point. And I remember a lot of people being like, what is happening?
3: You know, I am so old and so far from being a real journalist. Like, I still write. Mm-hmm. But I'm so far from the journalist world because I sort of fell into TV at a good time when journalism stopped, I don't know, paying. Uh, it just was very lucky timing for me. I don't even remember if I'm a good writer. It's like yesterday someone sent me their book. To a book they'd written, someone I've met, but I don't know well, saying what an inspiration I was. And I really didn't buy it. I was like, I I was never good enough to inspire anybody. Hmm. Uh you know, I I I don't know. I don't know if I judge journalists that harshly. I I I do know when I go back and try to do it, it's like a muscle that you can lose. Yeah. It's rough. It's like also it was a lot less rough when it was two dollars a word. And when it's like like when the uh, Grammys, when when uh, uh, a couple of years ago, when uh, Ken Kenner left the Grammys, like Variety called me to say, would you write a piece about your memories of, you know, working with Ken on the Grammys for all these years? And I said, "Okay, I'll do it. Uh, what do you pay?" just you know, and, and they were like, "You want to get paid?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna write. I want to get paid." And they told me what they paid, and I was like, "Oh boy, I'm glad I yeah. became a hack." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. But the whole changed. world's
2: become more superficial. It's like the equivalent in casting. They now cast people based on how many Instagram followers they have.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Well. To be fair, that is how Lawrence Olivia got his early work.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, I think he was TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it was all
3: TikTok,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So you guys have been having lunch together for 25 years. You said you should yeah. tape these conversations. Yeah. Um, but, but tell me, like, more recently, the actual ha- – how this podcast got to be. Because I feel like I sort of remember going out to dinner with you guys, maybe – it was after we were judges on a storytelling show, so this would have oh, been maybe yeah. That's a four. Long time ago. That was like four years ago, four at or five least. years ago. I think it was yeah. like the first time I went. At, this is way before the pandemic, but I still yeah. had been housebound because I had a, I'd had my first son, and I right. It was like one of the first times I went out, so that would have been about four years ago or five years so, ago. Yeah, so I, I know we
2: pitched it a little bit, right, mm-hmm. David? And it was almost somewhere, and then. You know what happens the the guy who liked you gets fired the next week and then so that shows dead no that happens to me all the time by the way
3: yeah you know there was a lot of sort of yeah hitting walls and we were both very busy so we when they hit a wall you stop it's like some sort of a kids toy you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but there was a moment where Phil I don't know I'll share this cuz yeah there's a company that Allison would know, a podcast company we met with. And like you go in, you have these meetings and like the big king of it said something like it was like in a moment of like crazy Trumpdom. And he said, uh, somehow, I think we just made some sort of vague political joke. And he goes, really? I like what he's trying to do. No. I and know, yeah. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. I doing... remember that. Uh, we looked at each other and said, "Uh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, And that's like – that stopped it right there. It's like different – those are the walls you hit and you go, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to be playing ball with these kind of people. And I think we actually waited long enough until you actually could be paid a uh, a few – I think, Phil, you call them shekels uh, (laughs) to do a podcast. I think we we actually waited for podcasts to become a business Mm -hmm. of some sort. I only do it for the sandwiches. Right. Exactly. (laughs)
0: So then, uh, something happened to to bring it to uh, everyone's ears, starting in May.
2: What happened, David? We, uh, we Stitcher, I think Stitcher, Stitcher. Yeah, they they actually pursued us, and and that was
3: very nice. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, I don't know if Phil feels the same way. Like when you are talking about doing something for so long, you can eventually go, but you, you don't even know if it's a good idea anymore, <laughs> or if yet, it's going to happen like, ever. Like, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: We've been down this road before. Yeah, yeah, you want it. I'll believe it when I see it. And now, you know, how many have we done already? A thousand uh,
3: or so? We've, well, we've aired. I think we aired our 13th, but I think we've done 20-something. Yeah. And I will tell you that, like, like one of the first ones was our guy who wrote our theme song. We did uh, our first. We launched with uh, Ray Romano and Brad Garrett, who obviously are hugely important in Phil's life. And that episode, it's like to play dueling uh, Don Rickles stories with that group. And everyone had the Don Rickles story. I was like, oh, boy, this is it, it sort of tells you, oh, that's what the show is. It's like a storytelling dueling uh, stories. And then with Brad Paisley, you know, who is, you know, was closer to me until, I, as, as I mentioned, Phil Stolvin, <laughs> Uh like, that that became all about how his heroes and it was like it wasn't Don Rickles, but it was like Buck Owens and it was, you know, George Jones and uh, Andy Griffith, these amazing stories and Charlie Pride. And I thought, oh, yeah, like we should do this show. Like it made sense
2: to me. We We even had a coup like a like I think we got somebody. That no one else will ever have, and it was Elaine May.
0: Yes, I yeah. listened to that episode. That was such a good episode. Um,
2: Thanks. That was it. Was it was quite a get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, I, I know, I know, it was an exclusive because when I asked her if she would. Do the podcast? She said, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, and you make a comment on the podcast. You say something like, "You know, you better be careful because a lot of people are going to want you on their podcast now." But she, she says something like, "This is my first and last podcast."
2: Yes, she so, wasn't going to do it again. Yeah, you know why she did it? I can, why? I can really give you a scoop. She was living in my house.
0: Oh, how did that happen? Yes,
2: uh, she came out to get uh, uh, the honorary Oscar, which mm-hmm. they give out two days before the regular Oscars at the Governor's Ball. And it was her, Sam Jackson, Liv Ullman, Mm -hmm. and uh, Danny Glover. And uh, there was a knock at my door like an hour before the thing. She was staying with us because we've become friends over the years. And she came out with her daughter, the famous actress Jeannie Berlin is her daughter. And and, uh, they're staying with us and they're getting ready to go. And there's a knock at the door and it's our ride, and it's Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) He was escorting her and us to the ceremony and presenting her with the award. It was absolutely incredible, an incredible evening, and we had so much fun. And after she got her, she was the first one to go, Bill Murray turns to me and goes, you want to get out of here and go eat? And I'm like, yes, Bill Murray. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we went to Musso's. Oh, and wow. we're, we were there for three hours. And everybody got drunk and they were singing in a private room. And it was, I mean, very heady evening. I gotta tell you.
0: So when's the Bill Murray <laughs> episode coming?
2: Well, I would love nothing more than that. Uh he he's in he's in some situation now. You might have read about it. Actually, I uh, don't think I have. There's some kind of Kerfuffle mm-hmm. with a movie that he was making, and it had to stop. And I, I don't really know the whole story, so I don't really want to talk about it. It's not my place. But there's something going on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the smoke clears, yes, I want to be friends with Bill Murray. I hope he,
0: yeah. everything's okay. As soon as the smoke and, and clears, there, he'll move into your house, and then that's fine.
3: <laughs> there, there ought to be some app for podcast uh, hosts, which is like. Canceled or not canceled? Right. Because yes. it is, it's now we've, it's we've hit to the keep point track. in life where like you can't even remember. And it's yes. like there are, you know, people we have known. Uh, and it's like there's some, there's the obvious ones. We're pretty sure we're not having Harvey Weinstein on. Uh, that would definitely not happen. But there are some more borderline issues where you begin to think, I don't know if that's, you know, if, if what the, the I will say the Elaine May episode. Totally Phil just pulled that out and made that magic happen. And the thing that's amazing about it is she is 90. She is 90 years old. And if you've listened to that episode, she not only is one of the sharpest minds you've ever heard. Really, she also she like tortured us in the most funny way. Like usually you have to marry someone for them to torture you. Like <laughs> she forced she forced <laughs> me to tell a joke. Me to tell Elaine may a joke. When, she, yeah, she did
0: you- I oh my god that moment where she's like David you say that you write jokes could you tell me what did your butthole pucker when she asked that oh my god
3: oh my god yes it's like I I couldn't believe and by the way I'll tell you the weird meaningful thing I think I don't know if I've told you this Phil the other moment where she put me on the spot. Was she like, I made some comment about the last time my parents got, got along. We went to see Lily Tomlin and my, my parents both said, she's great, but she's doing Elaine May. And she took that and said, why did your parents? She gave, she basically put me on the spot and said, yes. Okay. First, explain to me why your parents broke up. Yep. And I did. I literally gave yep. the honest answer as quickly as i i, I could yeah and i didn't mention this episode to my brother or sister because i said oh I, what i said could have potentially offended them oh. and i got a te- i got a text from my brother and he said david thank you so much you have that's the best explanation of why our parents broke up you really resolved a holy few cow for me so elaine may and, should have her own podcast she's a good interviewer exactly human. Yeah. Healing healing families, like waspy families like mine. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, you repressed Protestant yes, families.
3: That's me.
2: Um,
0: but that was special. Wow. And it
2: almost like that episode, like it just, I guess you must have had these episodes. This probably won't be the one, Allison, <laughs> but episodes <laughs> where you go, yes, I guess I should be doing this. <laughs>
0: um look we have plenty of time left this could turn around it could be (laughs) um i do
2: allison what 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 was what was if, if someone is new to the podcast what is the episode you consider like your landmark the one you want on the on the gravestone
0: oh god i i mean one that i off it's been a long time since i've answer because you've been doing this now how many years oh um 12 so a long time wow so you probably have a few where you There's go a yeah few. this was a good one yeah one of them is um my jack Burdett episode do you oh, know jack
2: yeah. i do he's great
0: yeah i mean that one's. Great. it's a it's a it's a sad that's a sad a sad but a moving episode um right.
3: i remember i remember that one i love that thank one. you I mean, what a great what a great guy and he really opened up yeah his, his self,
0: yeah um, um the jennifer lee Pryor episode i thought was really good um every phil rosenthal episode he <laughs> <laughs> uh my and, david wild episode and,
3: and every other david wild <laughs> i i even i know i'm a second tier guest <laughs> <I> no
0: <know. laughs> it was uh yeah um I'm going to have to come back to that. I don't know. It's like, you know how like they say like you should always have your resume updated? I should always have a good answer to that question. But I, off the top have of head, have you the ever right thrown down. one away? A resume? Oh, an episode. No, an episode.
2: <laughs> Resumes, we all throw away.
0: <laughs> that was a serious question. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought David, you do you mind resume up resume
2: is picking Allison's brain? Because she has so much experience.
0: We, I have we never. Have I ever thrown an episode away? No, I never have. But you know, it's funny when you said when you mentioned canceled guests, I was thinking I do have an episode or two with guests who have since been like lightly canceled. And I've wondered, like, should I pull that down? And I haven't. But like I said, just lightly canceled. It's not I don't have like a Harvey Weinstein in my, you know, repertoire or anything but, but even if you had harvey weinstein but no i would probably still keep that up for news of course because purposes. it's yeah. it's pre-canceled right
2: and right people it's it's kind of almost interesting yeah. for people to go back and hear
0: right right um no i never have scrapped one um yeah why do you have do you have a dud that you're wondering about
2: every other one yes no we, <laughs> no. we, we, we love we, we love them all and, you know, obviously some go better than others, but that's the nature of the podcast. Yes, yeah.
3: Listen, what's funny to me is that we've actually now done enough that someone can listen to one as they walk in. Kevin Bacon, we recorded with recently, he walked in saying he went hiking, listening to Paul Reiser's episode. And he was like, he walked in. I think the first thing he said to us is, I'm not as funny as Paul <laughs> Reiser. And it's like, uh and think it's Paul Reiser was pretty funny. And I don't know. You know, it's fascinating. Like, you you get different advice in podcasts, in life, and in entertainment of any sort. And it's like, get young, hip guests only. And then it's like, you find out, no, it's like Elaine May, even though she doesn't have, I think her Instagram followers are zero, her Twitter followers are zero, and her, uh, and you know, and uh, she probably won't say anything about it. I mean, she talked for the Mike Nichols book and basically doesn't want to admit that uh so but it's a public uh, service to have someone like
2: that. it's
0: so think, meaningful don't you have 100%. to
2: you have to turn the people on to stuff they don't know
0: yeah it's so meaningful exactly. though and i mean i think it's like and the word of mouth within the comedy community that you got elaine may on i feel like that is that means something too i mean i don't know i'm kind of of the mind of like you just you know you record it and then you put it out and then you forget it. I mean I know that there are well, okay, like Tony who's who's here, he does bizarre albums and that's a different style of podcast where it's much more um produced and like Tony, how how uh I mean, I guess you don't well, I guess you, you don't like trash anything that you work on because
3: you're Oh, far from it. I feel Tony, what is he what do you say every episode? I'm not here to Blank, entertain you
0: blank. No. <laughs>
3: no no not here to no. make fun of them <laughs> i'm here to celebrate them and tell their story.
1: exactly
3: yeah exactly
0: but i think there are people who are um interested in, in putting out like a pretty manicured product and so if they did an interview that they don't think went well or whatever they'll like really trim it down and they'll just put out something that's meticulous but i'm i you know, anyone who listens to me knows that that's not, that's not my philosophy and that's not what I do. And I do sometimes wonder, you know, might, might I be uh, shooting myself in the foot by putting out something that's like so organic for lack of a better word, but I don't know how to do the other thing. So.
2: Oh, if we only put out meticulously crafted stuff, we wouldn't have a show.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But plus like, You know, I think the other projects are where you do that. A podcast can be a lot looser.
2: It should feel like lunch for us, you know?
0: So on the Elaine May episode, there's a moment where uh, she says to you, Phil, are you going to say everything? Are you going to repeat everything I told to you in secret? (laughs) <laughs> and you say pretty much, but has yeah. that been an issue for you at all because you're friends with so many people like have you wondered where the line is?
2: That's a great question. I don't think have we gotten in trouble at all, David uh in that regard of of like I said something out of school where i i you know what you're just your own sense of decorum just kicks in. We know
3: there's a microphone, right. I mean, I you've been you've been you've been better. And by the way, I think what's interesting for people is, like, Phil is. I love seeing his fans because, like, we went to Austin and did a live show at the Austin Television Festival, and like, it was like three days seeing his fan base, which you think it's going to be the cast of Fiddler on the Roof, and then it's like, <laughs> it's, it's it's literally like it's like girls, and it's more like like. Boxy bachelorette parties of the, of the two, of the 2020s. It was like (laughs) the greatest, he has great fans. It couldn't be nicer. They want selfies. It is exactly like being with a rock star who isn't having sex with the fan base. Uh, and it's so, and they were, it, they're so passionate and they love him so much, but it's interesting because I think the podcast it gives you a little like Phil will curse on the show mm-hmm. in a way that Ooh. you know you don't hear a lot of cursing on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh You'll but so far I've said a couple things that definitely should not have been in the shows, and it took a good editor to say. Yeah, no, don't tell this. Well, we all have Uh, that
2: where we just say maybe you you say the wrong thing or it came out of your mouth wrong and you didn't mean it that way and it could be interpreted badly. So we said just take that out. Mm -hmm. But that's very seldom.
3: Very seldom. And the most tough – the toughest shows we've had in terms of taking like uh, a little grief from the guest – Elaine May, who mainly was giving it to me, but also maybe a little bit Phil. There was of a little course. teasing going on, and then our wives, who yes. really, like my wife, destroyed me on the episode. <laughs> it was pretty and good. and it was life changing because she she went right for the jugular of the fact, the true psychotic fact that I can't remember her birthday or our anniversary. Which you're is you're saying it as again as, to people, I <laughs> but I now know it because of that podcast. It was oh. so funny and traumatic. And when's our her birthday? Anniversary, well, hold on. Her Our anniversary is Sunday. This <gasps> Sunday night, uh, and I know it. It's only Friday, and I know Excellent. it's my anniversary. I like that so you're saying content.
0: this. Like, we should be proud of you for this. But congratulations.
2: <laughs> yeah, Allison. Let me introduce you to Men.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I heard. I heard this part of the podcast, Phil. If I, and I'm going to quote Phil. Jesus Christ, David. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was shocking. What's what's your it, it, what's her birthday?
3: Uh listen, oh, uh, her, her <laughs> Allison, birthday ever- is no. Her birthday, her birthday is June 27th. Her, our anniversary is July 30th. 30 30- if, if, good job. <laughs> and, and this is huge progress for me. And by the way, the night before the podcast, I had, I just thought, okay, how is she, what will she do to me? Because I never thought she would go on the podcast. She's never, she doesn't do social media really. Mm-hmm. She does nothing like that. She, and, but I thought the off chance she brings this up, I like literally was going to go out, sneak out of the bedroom and go to her wallet and look at her birthday and I, I and look at our wedding album. And I didn't, I got too lazy.
0: <clears throat> i'm okay. proud of you <laughs> how was kevin bacon i used to have a real crush on him
2: you still would uh, he first of all still very handsome uh uh leading man you know looking guy but a little grittier almost mm-hmm. getting into that clint eastwood you know <laughs> macho cowboy look all denim by the way right david oh uh, yeah he and, couldn't have been co- still cool still he, handsome still yeah we we charming. were like we should not be next to him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: How do you, how uh, did, Oh, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying?
3: I was going to say that I was just so thrilled because, uh, I, at least I won't, I won't reveal everything, but I researched my bacon number, uh, oh. uh, and the night before. And I realized I have such a, I've only been in one movie. Phil's been in a lot, a million things, but I was, I've been in one movie, but perfect. Thankfully, uh, his the father in Footloose, the great John Lithgow, is in This Is Forty, which is the one movie I'm in in a yarmulke as a Jewish rock critic. So as a result, I have only you know I'm very very close to to, to Kevin Bacon.
0: Look at that, and, and <laughs> you know what we had you
3: know what? what the lunch
0: was. What was it? bacon blts oh there you go <laughs> he but there's wanted a surprise there's
3: it. a surprise we're going to reveal our surprise on that yeah. the ba- about uh, there's still a bacon related okay. surprise yes not just the jews had bacon it's another That's right. surprise how
0: did you guys get kevin bacon who was who was the the uh, bacon connection
3: how did we do that i think actually uh our producer got a note that he was doing publicity for city on the hill his new show and then and we another, and this with, new movie, and yeah, again, they slash them, right? Uh, and then I think, and that was with his co-star though. He was going to do that, and then that he wasn't available. But I think he something about the show. Maybe Paul Reiser put in a good word for us. You maybe the diner. There's a diner, uh, you know, mafia that is talking yeah. to one another. We would like every member of the <laughs> diner cast. I'm I'm putting the word out there. We want Ellen Barkin, Gutenberg. We want Gutenberg. <laughs> stern
2: daniel stern. stern i love daniel stern daniel stern i haven't seen him in years but the first time i met him he felt like he was a relative he felt like a, like he was in my family like he could be my cousin or something same thing with me and mickey work same yes. thing he's
3: just Mish yes. mishpuka he, he
2: feels yes. like mickey work i heard he he has uh you're gonna you're gonna visit his uh surgeon <laughs>
3: exactly, so they they I, I, yeah give me give me the Mickey Rourke.
0: <laughs> now, some people would wonder a podcast where you 're eating but also talking, yes, yes. Hmm. because you know yes. podcast listeners can be so finicky, but I know That's you right. you brought up asmr and now there is like a whole group of people who do want to hear wet mouth noises, but in general, podcast listeners don 't want to hear that. But I was looking at your Uh, reviews and everyone loves your podcast.
2: Well, that's very sweet. And here's the thing. I think when you hear that people don't want to hear that, it's just like any other network note. Yeah, some might. Some and some don't care. Mm -hmm. They just hear chewing as part of life. They've heard chewing before. Right. They eat lunch with their family or dinner. They've had people talk with their mouths full before. And to hear Elaine May talk with a fistful of pastrami, <laughs> which is David's <laughs> new favorite Clint Eastwood Western. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a
3: pastra- the pastrami Westerns. It's always most exciting films.
2: It's, it's something that maybe you won't hear anywhere else, right? Is it's true. Pe- are people talking and eating. So if talking and eating doesn't bother you, Naked Lunch is the show for you. <laughs>
3: Well, I want to say that uh, it's really interesting. You mentioned the reviews, and I I have to admit, I've I've read all the reviews. Uh, I haven't. They're nice. uh, Well, here's the thing. They're unbelievably nice. There is, uh, like, just unbelievably nice. There's one relatively recent one, like, Three weeks ago, they're almost all five stars. But there's someone someone said the very obvious thing, which even my wife agrees: like more Phil, less David. There was one oh. of those. Uh, I think Fran wrote that, okay. <laughs> but, uh, and she she wrote it actually not my about my wife the podcast, would write but, the opposite. <laughs> she wrote it about our honeymoon. That's funny. Um,
1: <laughs> but the um,
3: uh, uh, but the like yeah, there's like people being so thankful. Like they they talked about listening to Elaine May and, and the whole thing Phil said right away, Phil, his success, Phil's amazing success gives him, uh, maybe that's why he is, uh, he's so successful because he's so wise, but it also gives him a certain confidence to go, fuck it. Like, honestly, like we, it is a lunch. Like we didn't, we're not, it's not like a fear, you know, theoretical lunch or a, uh, a hook that we've, it's, it's based on really having See, lunch a, with real people. Not a
0: conceptual yeah. lunch.
3: No, it's uh No, but Allison, this
0: is a way to get them in. The guests. hmm They're gonna eat. Yeah. No, it's good. Listen, I knew it. I don't, I, off- I I don't it offer
2: worked. anything. I knew it worked from from somebody feed Phil. I knew that, you know, I could get people to come along. Why? Because we're gonna eat. Right. Everybody likes that. And it puts everyone the other thing it does, it puts everyone at ease.
0: It's so smart. The moment
2: there's food on the table. Everyone is now focused on that more than perhaps they, they're nervous about being on a podcast or, or on a yes. show. Yes.
0: Yes.
3: Right. And, and Phil, our most comfortable eaters have been the women on the show. If you notice Alice and Janie, there is some major chewing from <laughs> an, that's an Oscar winning chewer, uh, in her episode and Elaine May. I think, uh, some, some of the people men are-
2: don't want to eat on camera. But have no compunction about it eating, you know, on a radio show.
1: Right.
0: Do you tell them ahead of time where the food's from or like get their, you know, dietary restrictions? Yeah, we send them the menu.
2: We send them oh. the menu. They can pick what they want.
0: That's smart. Oh, any in- uh, interesting th- like dietary choices of your guests?
2: Yeah. Do you want to say uh, the and k- Bacon thing? You, you say it. He wanted veggie bacon. What? I know. Wow. I was a little disappointed, but then he tells he tells the story that on his farm he started raising pigs and fell in love with them. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes, he still will eat beef, by the way.
0: Wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry, cows. Um, yeah,
2: cows not as cute to him.
0: I, my brother, had uh, he has a pet pig, and yeah. people who are around pigs, this is the this is the path they go on. It seems. You, you know, Jack
2: Carson used to say for years, uh, it was an ongoing thing on The Tonight Show, he'd bring it up all the time, that pigs are smarter than dogs.
0: Yes. This is what they say. Right? Yeah. That's what the pigs say Why don't we have more sure. pigs as
2: pets? Yeah.
1: I
0: guess so. Yeah. Instead
2: of BLTs. That's right.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay.
2: They are delicious.
0: Smart and delicious. Yes. If they were smarter, they would be less delicious. Uh, do you, ahead of time, do you guys get together and figure out like, here's what kind of what we want to talk about?
2: We get some research. Mm -hmm. We do, we do the research, right? Uh, we might tell each other, oh my God, I have a great story about this one or that one, or, or you got to talk about this when he comes because you did this with them.
3: Right. That's all. Mm -hmm. And that's very loose. Right. Yeah, and, and more. I think more the experience of doing the show has taught us things like the Brad Paisley episode, which was super early. We lit- We we had no discussion about what we're going to make it about. The sort of legends you learn from, but that sort of is a runner on the show. Like the, you know, the the forefathers, whether it's in country music or in comedy, the people who your first heroes and your brushes with them. That's like a running concern of the show. Springsteen, because it's Phil, is a running concern <laughs> of the show. Um, uh, but yes, we've gotten great research and we have someone helping us now. We didn't initially, but we have someone like a reporter helping us, giving us like a couple pages of info. But I will say the best material has often come from just left field surprises mm-hmm. like um, we had a, it hasn't aired yet, but there's an episode with Nancy Silverton. And I didn't have like it's interesting. Like I'll 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 call Cheryl Crow and ask her to be on the show, and I'll find out. Like we met at the Sunset Marquee for that episode. Phil had never been to the Sunset Marquee, despite living here since 1935. I think he came <laughs> right from the programs to... The, to LA and never went to the sunset marquee where I live for a long time. And where, you know, so it's like, I found it even, and, and Cheryl Crow was moved by that and wept. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> like, uh but, oh, but Nancy Silverton, I didn't know really much about Nancy Silverton and she has a long, successful history with Phil. But I just, the one thing I knew is like, oh yeah. Remember when I went with Jan winner, when he was visiting LA to her restaurant and a homeless guy came in, looked at Jan and looked at me and begged money from me. And I mentioned that was my one story because I'm always trying to figure out what's my one story at least so I'm in the episode so that I can collect my check. And uh, <laughs> and she and she knew the homeless guy. It's like a friend of hers oh. who she has a relationship with all these decades later. She gave me an update on him and I was like, wow, you never know where a great story is coming from.
0: Wait, how did she know that? How How did she know it was that guy?
3: It was someone who was often outside the restaurant who she, I think would give food to and had a relationship with because she's a, I don't, she seemed like a lovely person. Phil, is that what your experience is? She's a lovely person. Of course she would.
2: If she saw the same guy twice outside the restaurant, she would do everything she could to make sure he was okay.
0: That's so nice. And he's
2: okay. I mean, as of the interview and they kept in touch, isn't that sweet? They they stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's just, you know, the queen.
0: Um, so Phil uh somebody feed Phil in its fifth season and already picked up for its sixth season, right? and did you already film yes, the sixth season? we did congratulations thanks uh are you running out of places to go No, I haven't scratched the surface
2: there's whole <laughs> continents i haven't been I haven't been to Australia yet I haven't been to on the show right? I haven't been to New Zealand I haven't been to india there's the you know listen, I know it says five seasons. But these are Netflix seasons. These are five episodes each season. Yeah. You know, I I'm come from the world where 24 episodes is a season.
0: Right. So you do, you've done one season.
2: For me. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, by the way, you have to wait almost a year mm-hmm. for them to then be on. And then you have to wait months for them to decide, do they want more? So you have to, you know, uh, it's
3: going to be – soon it's going to be somebody push Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this season by the way i don't know if you've watched it all like is it is it just called main is that what it's called the main episode yes. or yes because, the main yeah. episode i think it's my favorite episode oh, of the show's ever done thanks. i i i and the thing is it's like i know all these musicians who during the pandemic you know like tony i guess you had sort of that experience of being you're used to being on the road more mm-hmm. and then like but i've had like brad pace he said it really kept me sane the show a lot of musicians tell tell me that somebody if you feel really helped them and I, I experienced that as well but i will tell you that i think the show just gets better like oh, uh, thanks the main the main episode is really profoundly moving and also makes me want to go to maine which you know i lived near maine my whole most of yeah. my early life and i i never got there and now well lobster rolls remember. that's <laughs> it so right without forward.
0: giving it away because i have not yes. had a chance to watch it. Uh, it give give me like a taste of what happens that's that's so moving in the main episode
2: I actually have family there. I have, have, uh, like distant cousins there that, that we're pretty close to. And, uh, there's one cousin in particular who has Down syndrome Mm. and she, she works at an art center where uh, it's beautiful art center called Spindle Works. And the, they, uh, the community has gotten together and had the, the, the people with certain disabilities come and make art. So it's their job. It's also this incredibly therapeutic thing for people. All, all art is, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be music, Tony, or, 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 or arts and crafts like in, in school. And people come and, and they buy the stuff. And I'm very proud to say that since the show, first of all, my cousin Anna is a superstar,
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
2: <laughs> at that place, they cannot crank out the art fast enough now. People come from around the world to go to this place. It was just, it just came out in May and they're sold out the place. They have to, they have to
3: work like doubly hard now.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And, and by the way,
3: that's not the only thing that will move me. I'll tell you, like, I'm fascinated with couples. Like, I, I'm fascinated that I'm still part of one uh, through my anniversary. <laughs> we I'm all saying. are. Hopefully. Yes, believe me. Uh, but I'm fa- like, there's a couple of, of relatives he has there. And I think, Phil, I think it's, I quizzed you on them because it's like, there's like a farmer guy yes. married to a Jewish hippie girl. And I'm yes. like, he had me shear. Everything about that relationship. He had me shear a sheep on his farm. <laughs>
2: And I, I got through it, but at the end I, I had to turn to him and say, How did you get in our family? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not what we do. Um uh, so tell me about a joke for Max.
2: Oh well, you know, my dad would always tell a joke. I would I I've been calling my parents from the beginning. Even on the PBS show, I I would call them, and he usually had a joke. But when my mother passed a couple of years ago, I wanted to First of all, just keep him involved in life, mm-hmm. let alone the show. People love them on the show. I dare say that they're, they're the best part. And and uh, I thought a good way to keep him involved without my mother would be if he had to prepare a joke every time. And so he did. And these were, again, the best part of the show. And then he passed away before the start of this season. I thought, how do I – what do I do? hmm so I thought, let's keep his spirit alive by keeping the jokes alive. And and so I have my terrifically funny friends do a joke for Max. And and it's so sweet and they're so great. It's it's both moving and hilarious
0: at the same time. Oh, that's so sweet. Was that yeah. um was that hard to do the do this season having lost your dad?
2: Yes, but
0: this thing keeps it
2: sweet and nice for me. The first one was my son mm-hmm. does one. You know, and, and that was just great. And I'll call my family, you know, if I'm lucky enough to continue, I'll call them uh, occasionally or even have them in the episode with me. They're in the main episode with me and, and some other ones you'll see coming up. Mm-hmm. and then uh, And then the comedians. They're so great. You know, we have, we have, uh, uh, Brad Garrett, we have Paul Reiser mm-hmm. doing the jokes and, and Judy gold and people like this, They they're all willing and able.
1: That's so sweet.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, and, and by the way, if you love Phil's parents, I love them. i you know, I, I was <laughs> lucky to know them and be around them and laugh with them a number of times. But if you love them, like most of us do, uh, If you're ever bored for a movie to watch, you know, I think we've hit the point of like, especially if there's a little bit more, some kind of lockdown, it's like people are going nuts. Like, what do I watch? (laughs) Exporting Raymond is, I I, I don't even know, Phil, if it, where it's available currently.
2: Uh, you can get it on Amazon or iTunes right now. And there's talk of a streamer picking it up again, but it's 10, you know, it's 10 years old already and if if you have never seen it
3: uh yeah. tony and i have uh, seen it actually Allison, i, yeah, just, I oh,
0: have but it, I, I i could watch it again it's been a while now
3: and yeah, you know some, russia's I, I, back in the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> i exactly. heard i don't know if you've heard
0: <laughs> a little bit yes
3: <laughs> i spent i spent a lot of may and june working on a ukraine benefit uh show and i uh, i did find it again and it's fantastic Thank it's you. like the last time ever people will be able to laugh at russia <laughs> well by the uh, way
2: Who's going ever again? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's going to take some big, big changes for any of us to ever
3: go again.
0: It's nuts. I even refuse
3: to have Russian dressing on my sandwich. With, That's uh, its Ukrainian dressing. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: It's nuts because, you know, growing up, I like Russia was the enemy. It was during the Cold War. Right. And then really all of that seemed to be in the past. And it's it's weird to think it's like. We're back to that now. Yes. Basically.
2: In in a in what seems like a worse way, doesn't mm-hmm. it?
0: Yes. Right, because were, that as it, because that was felt like um, propaganda whereas this feels more um, like true And evil. here I think we should make this distinction though.
2: Cuz I think this is important and people kind of want to paint with a broad brush. Yes. And and I've learned this from doing the show. Here's a generality. Most people are so much better than their governments. Yes. And this is the government, not the people. Right. That's an important distinction. Uh, doing this atrocity in, in the Ukraine. So it's not I hold nothing against the people. It's I think we can point to one
3: guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> that's
3: it's, that's uh, still that's still pointing at the guy, just if anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I get a knock on the door. I understand you say something about the guy. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that could happen here soon,
3: too. So don't
2: get so uh, smug, everybody.
3: Yeah. And Tony, he made a very bizarre album, Putin. So uh, you should look into it. I never said Putin. I I I think it's called. I never, just for the record, uh, sir, I never said the word uh, Putin. It was called Putin on the Hits. It was cover.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, t- to your point, Phil, when you say that could happen here, sometimes when I fire off my little, uh, spicy tweets that no one looks at, yep. I think, is it worth it to say this stupid political thing that I, like is kind of a joke and I don't think anyone's looking at? And but,
2: then alienating forty percent of your audience, and
0: could potentially come back and bite me in the ass if things really, yes. you know, go south. Um, but it, there is, comes it is a point where you got
2: to take a stand for something.
0: Oh yeah, and I do all the and time, but I, I do all the do. time, but it's just but it's, I say
2: it to everybody. Yeah, you know, John Stewart, God bless him. That that rant he went on mm-hmm. at, at the time of this taping, it was yesterday, right? He was cursing. He was furious. It's the kind of righteous anger you ache for in this climate. Why aren't we furious? Why aren't we storming the castle? Why aren't we demanding more from our fellow human beings who supposedly represent us, right? So I I get it. I understand. I understand. And I had to, you know, repost it because it's how I felt. Yeah. And if you don't like me because of that, I'm sorry. You know, who who was it who said... uh, I think it was Paul Newman. I'm watching that great documentary. Are you guys watching that? Mm-mm. The Paul Newman, Mm-mm. Joanne Woodward documentary? No. Oh, I, it's terrific. It's on HBO. Okay, Everyone should it watch out. it because they're, they're friggin', you know, especially him hero, right? We all know his reputation. He said, I, I, I didn't give up my citizenship just because I became an actor. Yeah. Right. So when people say just shut up and dribble, you know, it's, it's sorry.
3: Go somewhere else. Then we, we're allowed to have opinions. And, and by the way, if you want a little window into Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, like the stories like uh, Allison Janney, who's a good friend of Phil's, tells like they played a huge part in her career, which I, you know, talking to her was an amazing story. Uh, so if you want to listen to that episode after you watch the Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward movie, <laughs> after you watch Exporting Rain, <laughs> after after you blow through all the people are getting albums. a good list today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Stuff to do.
0: Um. Okay, so we have some questions that listeners sent in on Patreon. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Patreon. All sorts of... uh it's so good to have you back, Tony. I haven't gotten to hear that in real time. Um, all sorts of bonus content. There are episodes of my Patreon podcast, The Friend Zone. There's a level where you can text me. I'll text you back. You can see videos of the Thursday show. Um, I just did a fun Patreon live stream. Uh, my son did some magic tricks on the live stream. It was delightful. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And if you subscribe for a year, you get two months free or you can do it uh, monthly. It's really up to you. Uh, okay, oh, and we have a song. When we ask
1: this send them in, they'll wonder and how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our friends.
0: Okay. Another great song. Thank you. (laughs) West Anthony says, Naked Lunch is great. Is there any guest who did not care for the lunch you served them? And what is the best lunch you've eaten on the show so far?
2: Uh, Any guest who didn't like the lunch? Yeah. Was that the question? Yes. Everybody likes the lunch. Okay. Everybody
0: likes it. Good.
3: I I, I will say that uh, Brad Paisley drove down from Santa Barbara to... Do our podcast in the late afternoon. We had a late. We've had a few weird timings where we've we've had a couple double meals mm-hmm. where maybe we split our sandwiches, but we haven't had a undelicious meal. I will say Patton Oswald's reaction to the Ike sandwich is probably the most sensual of all. of <laughs> And our wasn't it called
0: the, uh, the uh, Menage a Trois sandwich?
3: Yes,
2: it very yes, it uh, was. I, I I can't tell you. Uh, how the rest of that podcast went, but the sandwich was very
1: inspiring. <laughs> 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 what was? It was a
3: three-way conversation. What was in Shane. the sandwich? Turkey. What and, was it? Uh, and what? No, a million sauces and spices. It was incredibly. This
2: uh, Ike's, I found out was a big hit in San Francisco first, mm. and, and now it's a uh, like a mini chain. And have you had these?
0: Allison, no, I never Ipes. have. I haven't even heard uh, of it. I know
2: there's one in Hollywood and there's a couple others. Hmm, but I think there's I recommend one
0: in Burbank,
3: it. actually. Really? Yeah, you should. You guys should try it. Go over there. Yeah. I- and by the way, we're not sponsored by them yet. <laughs> yeah. But we've done we We should of, be. Oh, we've uh, had it what's a couple the, of times now because we liked it. Uh, what's the best meal? I'll go even deeper. Phil, so what I, I will say, like, what's the best meal I've had with you? I will tell you oh. that. Oh, that's uh, good question. Uh we had a meal many years ago in New York where a billionaire was trying to impress Phil. And we were in a fancy restaurant, but he started bringing in food from other restaurants and ordering Petrus 1961, which is about, I think, $14,000 a bottle. At least. And I don't, it was, I don't drink. It's insane. And I called my late great father and said, Dad, I'm having Petruse 61. I finally like wine. And he goes, it's a fucking sin that you are drinking that wine. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and he died mad but proud that I had – Jealousy. Had, we had a few bottles. Exactly. That's maybe the best meal we, I've ever had. But almost all of them, we have not had a bad one. Uh, that, that I think pizza. our
2: favorites yeah. on the podcast have been Courage Bagels.
3: Oh, and tell them who we had Courage Bagels with. It was very important to film our, our film, new your new film friends.
2: Oh, Michelle Yeoh and Ki Kwan from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, nice. which features an Everything Bagel as one of the stars of the movie. <laughs> so it was very appropriate. Have you had Courage Bagels yet, Allison? I haven't. Hmm. So I, I have people, diehards from New York, you know, real bagel snobs. Right. Have come and every single person – I've had taste these things said it's the best bagel they've ever had in their life.
0: Really? All yeah. Right. You got to have it. I got to make a list. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and,
2: a and as a yeah. teaser,
3: I'm pretty sure we had bagels with Henry Winkler, which, is, yeah. you know, that's all I ever wanted is a childhood <laughs> dream. That's coming. up.
2: Half the podcast is Henry going, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's the way
3: he addresses Phil.
0: <laughs> um, and
2: and uh, we like Apollonia pizza.
3: I think too. That's been pretty great.
0: Uh, uh,
3: oh, and the sandwiches from what is that? Uh, uh, the sandwiches we have with Ray Romano and Brad Garrett and Alice and Jenny, those sandwiches, the cheese crisps at that sandwich place. Oh, uh, uh,
2: Larchmont wine and cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, my God. That's very famous. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to one of my absolute favorite uh, places, Malibu Kitchen out in Malibu. Oh. Oh. That best. The, uh, unbelievable deli, New York style deli that looks like it's set in a Vermont country store and then you take your sandwiches out on the porch and you're in Malibu. It's kind of a great situation. It's as if my
0: body is on fire and the only thing that will put it out is if someone tells me who the billionaire was.
2: I'll tell you something. What was funny about him is he was such a character, a a true, like like almost out of a sitcom, a drunken billionaire. (laughs) I called him Hiccup's (laughs) Rockefeller. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh is it not a billionaire we, it, it wasn't like elon musk or something it's not anyone no, no, we know
2: nobody 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 you would know i see you know Bummer. these are the co- these are the cool billionaires <laughs> you don't know
0: i see they're on the billionaires that are on names. the, the yeah. down low okay bob carlton says tell phil he is a delight phil you're a delight my wife Thank and you. i watch him when we want to be in a good mood what is his favorite bite of food he's had for his show that's a similar question but this would be for your TV show, I'm guessing. There's so
2: many. Uh, I always jump to a bowl of cow soy. Have you ever had cow soy? I have, I have.
0: not, but Tony has. I don't even I know have. what it is. Actually,
1: I remember you talking about this on an episode of Never Not Funny, and then you talked about the restaurant cow soy in Studio City, so I went, and I had it, and it was great. What'd you think? Loved Pretty it. great, right? Yeah. Really what great. is it?
2: Except when you have it in Chiang Mai, Thailand, it's a dollar. Wow. Yes, which is my second favorite price. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's absolutely spectacular. Look up people. Look up cow soy K H A O, and then next word S O I cow soy. It's a coconut broth with fresh uh, noodles at the bottom, like a, like fresh pasta. Oh,
0: that sounds and then, yummy. And
2: then any meat or protein you want, like a like like. A, uh, steak or chicken or, or, or shrimp or fish or tofu, even. Then, then like pickled mustard greens and, and beautiful chilies and, and uh, onions and scallions and and then crispy noodles on top. So it ticks all the boxes of sweet, sour,
3: spicy, hot, everything. And and Tony, I just went walked past the place in Studio City because I after he got yeah back, we used to go we, we went right? number, we yeah. would go we went with Ray a few t- I think Ray right. Rano a couple of times. It's still there. It's like there's we got to like, go. We got to go. When you go, you go. I can't believe they're still here. It's like yeah, and they were sitting outside before that was all the rage. Yes, Right. yes.
2: So that's that's a bite. I have many others.
0: Kathleen Brakefield says, "Southern food. Are you brave enough yeah. to give all to give all your actual opinions on all of it? It's quite an interesting array. It's a lot of opinions." Well, she's asking. I've for. I've
2: done shows in New Orleans, and and we did even the Mississippi Delta. Some serious southern food. Like I had chicken fried lobster tails.
1: Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I thought, people, do we have to chicken fry everything? We're not fat enough as a, as a species. Right. Yeah, it turns out chicken fried lobster. Yes, uh, I'm afraid we do have to. Do yes.
0: <laughs> I want to know how is, uh, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw that you had cheese coffee in Finland.
2: What is that? Uh, uh, yes. So, so it's a, like a hard, very uh, mild cheese mm-hmm. and they dunk it in their coffee. You know, I guess it's close to milk in your coffee, right? I think I could maybe That's get the, behind
0: that. I don't know. You, you, I?
2: So, so it has to be. It, you wouldn't do it with like cheddar cheese. Right. That would, the The taste would be weird. But if something is bland like milk, mm-hmm. and you dunk this thing in, and then take a bite of the cheese,
0: yeah, it's not
2: bad. It's right. just a little odd for us. That's yeah.
0: All. But I think I've seen maybe I've on like on social media I've seen cheese tea or something. It's a hot beverage where I think they put like cheese on top or something.
2: I've seen butter in coffee. Yet. Yeah, that's that I haven't done that. That does seem weird to me.
0: I have had that actually and it's not Oh
2: yeah, how is it?
0: It's actually pretty good. It's just a little oh, bit really? it's just richer. It's like richer than cream. Maybe a little greasier. Right. Do you
2: do I guess you don't do salted butter?
0: No. That'd be weird. No, you don't. It's got to be unsalted. Right. And it's just it's just tastes like A little richer than dairy. Uh Um, Okay. Whitney C. would like to know, what's your background or lock screen image on your phone?
3: David? Uh, Mine is uh, discussed on the episode with the wives, which is it's Paul McCartney with my two kids backstage at the Grammys. My two kids who might not exist if it weren't for the McCartneys ordering me to marry my wife, (laughs) who – Happy anniversary she just came home. Oh, happy anniversary, happy. Fran.
2: Yeah, and happy and anniversary. sorry.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, in fact, Phil, I'll, I think you're I'll two days early. you what restaurant uh, you know what, you can never be too early. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You want a restaurant, uh,
0: David, for your uh, no, no, anniversary? She,
3: she picked one. She did? Uh and uh, Do you feel I, like I would, saying it? I would I would happily say it if I was not afraid to stop the I would stop the recording. If I look at it on my phone, Fran, Fran, this is funny. Oh, she left. She left me. <laughs> Terrible time. Okay. You're, You're available. When she walks by, hey, you want to eat Sunday? Walks, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When she walks by, I will ask her what restaurant she chose. So on my, my, oh, I can probably find it. My lock screen
2: used to be uh, something from 20 years ago, a picture of my wife, my boy and my girl. And it was adorable. And then I needed to. Wipe my phone and start over because it got some corruption mm-hmm. or something that wouldn't function right. And that screensaver went away. I couldn't find it. So now it's a very modern picture. I think I can hold it up and show you. It's just who's Aww. in my house now. That's Monica and Murray the dog.
0: Oh, look, can
2: you Monica see that? Monica and
0: Murray. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yes, we totally can. That is super duper cute. On my
2: Instagram is the Daily Murray. Yes. I've taken a picture of mm-hmm. this dog. This is my favorite dog maybe thing in the world is this dog we got him the day we went into lockdown mm-hmm. at 10 weeks old the dog and i and 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 so i don't know this the, this thing if you had got if you started something during covid it might be like your heart for the rest of your life you know what i mean yeah there were certain blessings i find that happened during lockdown mm-hmm. like our kids who are in their 20s We're forced to be with their parents. (laughs) So we got like a year and a half, two years with the kids at a time that maybe most people don't get to have. But if you have kids, people that are listening, that age at this time, I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Because when are you going to have that gift again?
0: Right. Right. So
2: there's always a blessing. I mean, listen, it was horrible. And God forbid you lost someone Mm -hmm. you loved. I mean, what could be worse than this whole thing? But if you didn't, uh, there were certain hidden blessings I found.
0: Are you living like it's over? Are you living like it's behind us?
2: Uh, with caution, yes. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got a very mild case. Monica got a pretty mild case, a little worse than me, but nothing terrible. Uh, I know David got it. I heard Allison, well, you I, got Phil. it. had it. By the
3: way, I, I never said it. I just got it. I, I yeah. In two days, uh, I never had had it, uh, and I am – two days uh negative. two days sober I, <laughs> two days sober that no not that yet yeah uh but yeah no after all this time uh and uh it was very mild so i'm i'm very feel very lucky. lucky oh
0: you're lucky um how was yours alison it was uh not that mild so my oh sorry i mean relatively like obviously i didn't yeah. i wasn't hospitalized or anything but um my 3 year old got it uh and he had only had one dose of the vaccine like just a few days before. So he was pretty sick. Um, And then two days later, my five-year-old got it, and he was vaccinated and boosted, and his was mild. And then Daniel and I, I mean, and and there was no attempts at staying away from the kids. So for days and, you know, a number of days, we kept testing ourselves, and we were negative, and we thought like, whoa, I think we're actually not going to get it. And then seven days later, Daniel got it. um, And then I started feeling sick uh and thought but i kept testing negative so then i woke up one morning and i felt better and i thought i really am special and amazing because i guess <laughs> i think i'm over yeah, it my body fought way. it and then yeah. then i was positive and i thought but i think the yep. worst is behind me but the worst was ahead of me um and then oh. yeah so i just i just felt pretty cruddy for um for some days and it kept changing like i went from like Cold to feeling like a really bad flu to feeling like you know my sinuses were burning and I had knives in my ears and it just like it, wow yeah it, but
3: everyone gets it different it's weird yeah. it's a yeah, weird yeah. Allison, virus I, I i briefly i briefly lost my sense of style and you know what <laughs> bro brummel worse wow. than this
0: wow yeah <laughs> this is him back in style <laughs> but but David like how many days were you sick or were you not even very sick I I was sick.
3: Two two days I felt like real Mm fluish. What's really, in my case, what's interesting is that I, by weird coincidence, was doing a charitable event with Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks the day before they flew to do Elvis, Uh the day before they went public with the first people to have it. And I've, I've never known because there was no testing back then. But I then went to do a charitable event in Vegas and in the middle of a rehearsal, felt this overwhelming exhaustion, fluish thing, sort of like what I felt the other day, went back to my hotel room, managed to go back down, do the event, but got a bad cold, the worst cold I remember in a while, and then gave it to my wife. And it's like the only time in our relationship, I think, that I just, you know, totally gave and she felt very sick then. So maybe we had it, had it in the
0: first, yeah. early,
3: early, early on, but I'd gone the whole time without it. Right. And uh yeah, just just came through it. It was very important. I
2: think a lot of people get it now. They don't even know they have it because yeah. this strain is milder for most people. I, I remember getting uh, this just a couple months ago, getting what I thought were allergy symptoms. and But of course, I thought, oh, these could be the same symptoms as the COVID. So I start testing. And I'm testing every other day with these allergy symptoms. Keep coming up negative until one day after two weeks. Mm-hmm. Positive. But of course, once you see positive – what I
3: saw positive. I go,
2: I'm coming, Wheezy. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. Goodbye, everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's common among sitcom (laughs)
2: showrunners I'm coming wheezy is what you have to
0: say
2: (laughs) or do anything
0: Uh, do you guys happen to have a uh, so we do a segment called Just Me or Everyone where we share something that we think or we do and we wonder if it's just me or is it everyone and I often ask my guests if they have something that is just them or everyone Uh, and we have a little song
1: sometimes
0: all right do you another great
3: song thank you
0: do you happen to have it just me or everyone
3: david Uh, i have one yes which is uh in the early pandemic one of the ways i took pleasure in annoying my (laughs) wife was I constantly was saying, cause I would be walking around, I don't want to say where, but our neighborhood where normally people can't walk, but because traffic in a certain area, traffic was so dead on this street that I would walk and walk with coyotes and walk with wildlife. And I was like, I think the wild, I think we're having, we're changing the relationship between wildlife and people because yep. they're not used to it, you know, and I was thinking how much they like this. Yeah. I real, but I don't know if it's me. <laughs> Did alone. you see grizzly man? <laughs> <laughs> no i did not uh, you know what I that is did, right uh, yes yes i did recently like there was a snake in my backyard and i'm beginning to think the animals are now pissed that it's been too long we're that around. could be your age i don't know if it, <laughs> <laughs> exactly no this was not this this was not a poisonous snake. <laughs> um uh uh so that i i I, it, I don't know if it's me but i think the animals are now bored with us just like our spouses
2: uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I see coyotes in our neighborhood all the time. Wait, yeah, on the streets, on our lawn.
0: So you're positing that the animals are tired of us being in there on their turf.
3: Well, I think they're they starting were charmed, charmed to... at first. Yeah, they were charmed at first, but now they're beginning to go. Okay, get the fuck yeah.
2: Out. Like go Or back, they were back afraid office. and they stayed in the woods, but now they're not yes. afraid and they're coming. Hey. we're not afraid of you right
3: go back to your go back to your office
0: Yes. go inside
2: and zoom
3: go inside and zoom that's why i'm not in my so
2: that's your is it me or everyone
3: right that is like
2: you want to know if everyone else is noticing this or is this just your own personal horror movie yes (laughs) i see
0: i don't actually go i mean and kudos to you for getting out in nature look at that (laughs) i don't do that i've heard about (laughs) it It's been recommended to me. Yeah. Even my therapist recommends it. And I was thinking (laughs) when I had my last session, I thought, I know you recommended that I go on walks last week and I haven't <laughs> I haven't been able to implement that. That hasn't quite happened yet. What um,
3: is this thing walks? <laughs>
0: uh, By
3: your therapist, do you mean Tony?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Additionally, I have a real therapist. No offense, Tony. Um okay. but uh yeah, so no, I haven't noticed that, but I have noticed on next door there's been a lot of talk of coyotes. Um but I could see, but that's a very me kind of thing to do, though. To sort of uh, f- like f- think to myself, like the animals are really getting a kick out of me being here. <laughs> I think they are really oh. digging what we have going on. And then to think, yeah, like, I
3: think- that annoyed my family. My wife and kids hated me thinking this. Why? Uh, and
0: Did they think it was they smug? Just found
3: it- Yes, exactly. I think they. Well, it was me, so they knew. It was fun.
0: <laughs> well, like you're some kind of Doctor Doolittle or something. Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You have not lost. You haven't lost it one bit. Um,
3: <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm trying some penicillin, then I'll,
0: I'll use it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like you're communing with them. Like you've got your special little thing. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, I could see that, but no, I I haven't personally had this relationship with any uh, wildlife that I've seen. Tony, have you, Phil, have you? No, I
1: want to, I want to, I want to I wanna yes and you and play along, but um, I'm sorry. I just got to be honest. <laughs> I, you know, no change.
0: I
2: see the, I see
1: the coyotes in my neighborhood.
0: Yes. I see it. Are you okay with them though? Because I, you're supposed to haze them.
2: I don't want to run into them. I'm a little afraid. I have a dog. Yeah. You know, I know he doesn't. He's not crazy about it, but he's big enough to take care of himself, Murray.
3: I, I do tend to sing "Coyote" by Joni Mitchell. Two coyotes. <laughs> How about and, her the other day? Wasn't that beautiful? Did you see oh, it? Amazing. I worked with her at the Grammys this oh year. Oh my you know, god, she, that was beautiful. She's, and I never thought I knew her years ago, and I never thought we'd see her again. It's so amazing. I know. I with know. the human it's spirit? A,
2: it is. It really is. Whether you whether you're a fan or not, you have to. Admire someone who comes back from something like this and and is just so beautiful, uh, that was great, Not a dry eye in the house
0: um Phil, what about you? Do you have a yes. near everyone
2: i i I think this is everyone i I hope it's everyone otherwise i think i'm uh, I think I really have a problem. Mm-hmm. I physically cannot sit down at night this is after dinner and watch TV without eating every potato chip in the house. <laughs> Why is that? What is that? I don't understand why. It's like an OCD. Mm. I can't. Why? My eyes don't work unless I'm shoveling crap into my
0: hole in my face. What is wrong with me? That's, There's something wrong. That's everyone. Yeah. This is it? I think that's everyone. I think that's why I have found the times of my life that I've just been like, I am gonna do the keto diet. I'm just not, I'm just gonna cut out carbohydrates entirely. I have found impossible. But actually, for me, that has been easier than yeah. trying to control it at all because I've just been like, I see. I mean, I think maybe I'm just kind of like a binary, all or nothing person sometimes. Yes, yes. it's just been easier to be like, I'm not even touching it, rather than like I'm just gonna, uh, you know, exercise moderation because it's hard.
2: But my stupid brain says, uh, at least you're not having sugar or cookies, but of course, the body recognizes chips and pretzels and it's kind crap of, like this it's, as sugar yeah. the moment it hits your body. Right. So I, I don't I need help. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: I, I will say there was an episode we did recently, which will air in August, I think, a food kind of episode. We went to Pink's with some people. I don't want to get into the details, but it's the only, in, the only meal I've ever seen Phil, eat me under the table like, oh,
0: excuse me. Now, you- when you
3: say that, David, you must clean that
2: up a bit. <laughs> That's a very I mean, special the phrasing, <laughs> a tiny bit for people. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do have episode, a reputation.
3: It's the only repu- uh, issue, it's the only episode where we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> To to be fair
2: to myself, I did not have breakfast that day and I hadn't been in Pink's in many years. And, you know, sometimes Pink's gets a bad rap as being this kind of trashy or junky food. And I have to tell you, it was absolutely delicious. I thought it was – everything we had was great. That that crazy burger
3: that they call Jaws, it was so good. Yeah, I've never seen you eat. I think that's the I, most of everything you eat in one day. He, and you didn't I eat the most at the table, and you didn't eat the most at that table. That's right. It's super good.
0: Was there a long line? I used to live near there, and always. there was always a line. Yeah,
3: always. Not always. not for Phil Rosenthal. There's.
0: Not. Oh, do you have you get to special the pinks? Special the pinks okay. were
3: uh, if you. I I did not kiss Phil's ass during that episode, but the pinks sure did. <laughs> they love Phil. They they're just. And by the way, I have the a pinks history. Are like. Them. There's like a there's a reality show to be done. The pinks are fantastic and great characters. And boy, do they you know, they would have sold their first and second born for Phil. They just loved him. They're so
2: cute, the Pinks. They the the the, the lady has a, a the phone cover is a hot dog, her bag is a hot dog. That's they so wear cute. pink.
0: I didn't know that yeah, the pinks adorable. were their actual name is the Pinks.
2: That's right. It's probably Pinkowitz or something from mm-hmm. from the old days, but Pinks.
0: Um all right. And we also have a segment called Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. David, is there anyone you would like to say something to?
3: Yeah, just briefly, we're living right now in a moment where people are super mad at Bruce Springsteen for charging money, you know, for being part of the music industry and, and, and I, and I'm not even going to get into what I think about it, but I don't like, I've seen people going after like band members, family on social media, like people are now, people are now reaching out to anybody. I think there's so much since the last president, there's so much sort of roving, roaming hatred and anger that they just go after anybody who has a Twitter account. And I want to go say, go fuck yourself. Don't yell at the basest uh, wife, you know, you know, don't, if you don't, and you know, don't buy tickets like I won't, you know, but don't, don't be mad. Don't be yelling at people. Yeah. Go fuck yourself.
0: Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. What about you, Phil?
2: Well, since we brought it up, that guy in Russia, Hmm. <laughs> there's no good way to spin whatever his reasoning is for doing what he's doing to the innocent people of Ukraine there's no reason other than his own ego, his own sense of power it's absolutely disgusting and so if, this Ro- guy, <laughs> if this guy wanna, wants to come after me my name is David Wilde <laughs> No, so You know who you are Here's my message
0: Hey, hey, hey Go fuck yourself And mine is to the Just to to get on my high horse for a second To the forces in this country That are pulling us backwards uh, Taking away rights And uh, making it so that I am thinking Is this even a tenable place to live? I say, hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You guys, it was so delightful having you on the show. Thank you so much. Please tell everyone where they can find you and plug all your things.
2: First of all, I want to say I agree with Allison. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I, with your, with your uh, sentiments. Thank you. Absolutely right. Yeah. And David, I even agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us at, at at Naked Lunch Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, right?
3: Yep. And David uh, and, is and wild Twitter, about music, right? On Twitter, yep. Yeah, and wild um, about music guy on Instagram, I think. Yeah. Um, Phil Dot Rosenthal
2: on the Instagram. Um, Phil Dot Rosenthal on the TikTok. Oh, you're
0: yes, on TikTok, TikTok right? now. TikTok. Yes. Look at <laughs> Just started. Look at that. Amazing and everybody. Come on, I'm cool. Oh my god, I got to follow you <laughs> immediately on TikTok. And everybody, there you'll see
3: two videos. Wow. <laughs> I I actually did one TikTok with a with the future guest, but then I got hurt. So I, <laughs> I might do another one later. And
0: everybody watch somebody feed Phil too.
3: Please do so yeah. that. Yes, please. It's so the the start. Do the don't miss the main episode, please.
0: And Kate. if you like what you're hearing, uh, please make sure you're, or even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, tell a friend, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, it five stars, five stars. It helps out the show. Follow me on social media at Alison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to my other shows, Upworthy Weekly. It's my lighthearted news podcast comes out on Saturdays, and Childish so that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons on Wednesdays. Uh, I already mentioned Patreon. Okay. Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Tony, where do we find you?
1: Uh, Twitter and Instagram at
0: Tony Thaxton. And Ooh. my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. I'll
1: leave it at that for now.
0: All right. Uh, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
1: We had a good time